Welcome to Disney Minus, the podcast where we have decided, been cursed to, eh, it's a fine line. Um, we're watching all of the Disney movies and such on Disney Plus. There will be a billion of them. Uh, I'm Steven, and you're Steven, and and ah, Barry and Cobalt Einstein Kool Aid. <laughs> I'm Nero, and you know. I have an adv- I have some advice for all of you out there. You just you just hold on to your spite <laughs> and rage until it consumes you, and you're a husk of a man living in a burned out orphanage, still wearing your childhood little league uniform. That's where you want to be in life. It's the best place. I'm Cat, and there was something I was supposed to remember about Ginkka Biloba, but I don't remember. <laughs> That's right. We watched Meet the Robinsons. We did. We actually enjoyed this one, unlike the last one. Yes, uh, this one is based on a book, just like the last movie that we did. But unlike the last movie that we did, this one's good. I mean, not not great. It's not Disney's best movie, but yeah, it's really solid. It's nowhere near the worst. And also, fun facts: um, this was bought or was based off a book. Um, this was actually, they bought the rights to this back in the 90s, and originally this was going to be a live-action film directed by Peter Jackson. That huh. would have been interesting. Right. Okay, so it would have been four hours long. Yeah. Right. There possibly would have been a ring, or at least little tiny men running around. Alright. So I think, I believe, that this movie was created... Or at least put in production during the time that Disney and Pixar were not really getting along, and it was possible that Pixar would not renew their contract with Disney to stay on. Okay, that makes um, sense. It was so. I'll let Disney go, made and a, I have trivia about it. Yeah. Disney made a bunch of CGI uh, movies to see if they could operate without Pixar, and the answer was nah. Not really. Um, oh, I guess they're trying again now. Sort of, but I mean, Pixar and Disney have been subsumed into the same thing. Yeah, basically. Um, like, they they are one and the same. But during this period, they were still distinct, and so this is where you got Bolt, yeah. Chicken Little, yeah. and this movie. <laughs> this movie is definitely the better of the three. Absolutely, I, w- I would definitely agree with that. Story, um, though, um, when Disney actually, when they bought Pixar and John Lasseter and they took this over, they actually redid a third of this movie. Huh. Wanting to improve on the story, and apparently the original people were so pissed off about it, they openly expressed to the press that they hoped this movie would bomb. <laughs> oh, wow. Right? <laughs> that's, that's wild, actually. Hot damn. 
So yeah, this is a uh, this movie. It's got not really a notable cast for the most part, except for the one there's that we few... really shouldn't give away just yet. Yeah, yeah. There's a few cameos in here. Uh, Adam West. Yeah. Uh, you you can't downplay Adam West now. He is a he's in it a fair amount actually. Uh, we got Angela Bassett as uh, the the orphanage lady. Yeah, Mildred. amazing. Um, and like Tom Kenny is here as the teacher. No <sighs> one else is just sort of character actors. Yeah, uh, there was a rumor for a long time that one of the Jonas Brothers was Wilbur. But <laughs> Oh, and it is in fact someone named Wesley Singerman. Right. No, yes. it was uh, oh whoever the youngest one, uh, Nick. No, uh. not the one that's married to Sansa from Game of Thrones. The youngest. There was a rumor for a while that that was Wilbur, and for some reason, and it's like no, uh. like even the actor was like uh, no. <laughs> Meet the Robinsons is the final acting gig that this guy did, presumably because he aged out of being a child actor, um, and now he's in a technical metal band, Fate by Fire. What? For which he plays lead guitar. Oh shit, which one? Fate by Fire. No, 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 no. I mean, which, was it one of, uh, one of Lewis's voice actors? No, Wilbur. Oh. Oh. This was his last role, uh, before exiting the the industry, presumably. One thing that almost happened with this film, or did happen with this film, and I wish it had happened sooner, <laughs> this movie actually did have a direct-to-video sequel planned. It was canceled. It was going to be called Meet the Robinsons First Date. Why? And it was ultimately canceled when Disney decided to halt their direct-to-video slate in summer 2007. Why they couldn't <laughs> have halted it sooner, we'll never know. I mean, it was making them a lot of money, presumably. Yeah. Um, yeah but and it still, was like, 2007 okay, was the and Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. Oh, okay, I'll take back Beauty and the Beast because my sister actually and I actually did like Enchanted Christmas. <laughs> but do something fucking new. Quit doing direct to TV. That just basically means you know it's not going to do well in theaters. <laughs> but uh, but cat, but cat money. Fuck the money. Um. Anyway. And, uh, yeah, so Meet the Robinsons is, like, it definitely feels like it's trying very hard to be a Pixar movie, um, especially near the end. And you said that, like, there was story editing done by some folks at Pixar? Yeah, it was, I'm backtracking to it. Yeah, it was basically, so... As they were doing this, Disney bought Pixar, and then John Lasseter took charge of Walt Disney Feature Animation. They uh. basically realized that it could use some work, and they redid like a third of it. And at that point, the original people got pissed off and said, well, fine, I hope you fail. Yeah, I would also be pissed off if uh, John Lasseter took over my project. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, so that explains why... The last, especially the end of this, is so very Pixar-y. Um, and, uh, we, but we start... I mean, I guess we could start talking about the, the look of the film. I definitely don't think it looks spectacular. I think one issue I have with it is that a lot of times the lighting is very flat it's about and unflattering. It's like on the first Toy Story, maybe Toy Story 2. Yeah, like, 
Which isn't bad, Pixar, but it's not like what it can do now. But like this was 2007. I feel like we we had figured out lighting in CGI movies a little bit better by now. Yeah. But they were they were kind of working from behind here. Um, yeah, we still have Martin's moms. Well, uh, that's yeah, different. That's... That was just <laughs> Robert Zemeckis's weird obsession with mocap uh, being forced through another movie. I do like, uh, you know, I like a good bit of retrofuturism, which this this movie definitely is. I wish there was more of it, though. I wish we spent a little bit more time. Like, yeah, just looking the, around and seeing the world. Yeah, looking at those cool buildings. But we, we start here in the past with some lady leaving the, a baby on the doorstep of an orphanage. Yes. Um, this will matter more later, but if you listen close, you can hear a scraping sound and footsteps yep. which scares her off yes um totally not foreshadowing anything that happens later in the movie no not at all and that baby grows up to be lewis uh a precocious little inventor <laughs> who loves making bullshit <laughs> now you gotta admit, the peanut butter and jelly gun is pretty sick that is neat <sighs> here's Here's my main issue with the film, and I think what will ultimately come down to your enjoyment of the film is, how much whimsy can you take? And this movie had a bit too much over my whimsy quotient, I think. Okay, that's fair. I'll give that. Especially in the house tour, where we're meeting all of the titular Robinsons. That is actually the part, and I'll talk about it when we get there, but that is actually the part where it just does the book for a minute, because the book is just, I'm hanging out with my friend trying to find his grandpa's teeth and look at all his wacky relatives. Well, and also, to be fair, too, the director of this movie himself, Stephen Anderson, he was adopted, so he drew a lot on his experiences being adopted. So some of that could be, you know, hey, you know, what does every kid dream about who's in that system? You know, get adopted, go to be with an awesome family with this cool, awesome house. Yeah, right. I to get that part. Yeah, no, but the, 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 the inventor kid angle is definitely the thing that's like, alright, well, it is it is a... The peanut butter and jelly gun Come on. is fine, I guess. He does almost murder a man with it. Yeah! Well, um, it was a peanut butter and jelly gun, home defense, and it was, it was unintentional, so I think that technically would just be manslaughter. Right, that's just a slight technical bug that could be tweaked out in later versions. Apparently not, though. I uh, do like that even 30 years later, he still hasn't gotten that right. Well, which means they determined it was not a bug and was a useful feature. <laughs> and he's the putting gun. the finishing touches on this thing while his roommate is trying to talk to him about his interests, and he is yeah, does uh, not entirely care. not listening. Um, I'm sorry, Goob is like the perfect little like little nihilist kid put in a little league uniform. <laughs> He's so good. Yep. I would be a nihilist too if my roommate was this fucking guy just right. constantly <laughs> making nonsense and ignoring me and keeping me up at night. Yeah, Let's right. We've all been Goob at some point. Yeah. But uh, Mildred pokes her enormous head in. This lady's head is fucking huge, by the way. Either that or her hair is extremely tall. It's hard to tell where one ends and the other begins. She fucking looks like Mac tonight. Um, <laughs> Given some of the proportions that Disney and other just animated features have done in the past, I think we can give her head at least a little bit of a pass. 
Have you seen Elastigirl from the Invincibles? Girl's got like a pencil waist and then Hartman hit. See, that's how we know this wasn't a Pixar movie, though. Yeah, that's how we know that <laughs> Brad Bird was not involved. Um, although there, Franny, future Franny, does have a bit of a pencil waist. This is also um, true. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's going for his adoption interview. Um... And he's just talking about all of these crazy inventions, and the the dad is like, "Oh, okay, cool. Do you have other hobbies? Do you sports, perhaps? That don't involve um, mass destruction? Answer: No. No. The answer is I'm going to demonstrate this, and clearly this man is terrified of the peanut butter because he knows he is deathly allergic to it. Um, Which I mean, fair. But yeah, so the gun misfires; it sprays peanut all over this guy he starts to swell up he can't breathe his wife has to jab him with the yeah the the, the needle EpiPen. um yeah the EpiPen, and yeah like she's like I, he is deathly allergic to peanut butter you know i'm sorry we're gonna need a minute to think about this <laughs> and obviously they're like we're not adopting that kid uh so lewis uh as we learn is is, is a sort of cycle goes up to the roof to sulk which he has done for the past 124 yeah. adoption interviews. That's a lot. That's that a, seems excessive. That's quite a bit. That's like, he says he's 12. That's like 10 a year. Uh, that's slightly alarming. Um, Some of and the, I, went, like, I can only assume each and every one of them went just as disastrously I as got, that Yeah, one. I gotta think. The earliest ones are in crayon, too. Holy shit. Okay, listen. <laughs> I understand you're a kid and you love inventing, right, Lewis? Oh, I think perhaps you have it locked down. Yeah, I think perhaps <laughs> the the connective tissue to all of your failures might be the inventions you keep bringing to impress people, which then ultimately backfire. Yeah, maybe like don't bring those into the interview until you've, like Kat said, got that shit ironed out. So he's sad. And let the weirdness out, just like a relationship. Mildred comes up to the roof. Mildred comes up to the roof to kind of talk him through it again. And, you know, Lewis, there is a little bit of fairly emotionally heavy stuff here at the start. uh, Where he's like, yeah, no one else wants me. Even my own mom didn't want me. Uh, But Mildred pushes back on that. Like, well, you know, maybe she did, but she just couldn't take care of you. Or, like... You had something else going on. Like we don't really know why she left you here. And the 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 thing that Lewis takes from this is, oh fuck, you're right. I should find my birth mother. She's the she only cares person about that me. wanted me. Um so he runs off to make a goddamn memory scanning machine. Yeah. Um but that totally won't bring we... up like past trauma. <laughs> nope. And we uh we got a montage. Yes, and of course we love our Easter eggs. On his diagram, the little waveform on the screen actually is just the word mom. Very funny. Oh, dude, seriously? Yeah. So we got... Nice. We got a montage set over some mid-2000s banjo pop. Hell yeah. It was putting me to sleep. Um, it was... Oh, who some, was... Some, like, sub Munford and Sons ass shit. Um... Like Dollar Tree, Mumford and Sons, Bamford and Associates. Nah. That's who performed this. Um, 
But he's making his thing. He blows up a classroom, which I feel should immediately get you expelled. Um, Except that apparently this is a regular this child. Just, just just seems terribly unsafe. Honestly, yeah. I think perhaps we should stop letting him invent things. He is, to his credit, at 12 some point, and in college. At some point, he is uh, going to accidentally create mustard gas. <laughs> at some point, he's going to create sentient life. Oh, wait. Yeah, I, you know, I feel like maybe in another world, and perhaps in this world, and we just don't see it, Lewis is some kind of science tyrant. I was about to say, if you say supervillain. Some kind of fucking supervillain. Yeah, there it is. Like, but uh, he he makes his thing. I like the design of this uh, memory scanner yeah. thingamajig. I think it looks good. But over the course of this, we see that uh, Lewis has basically been torturing Goob this entire time. Yeah, just no concern for the fact that we're in an enclosed room and he has to live his life in here. And he's just been keeping him up all hours of the night. Does he not have, like, a workshop space somewhere in here? You'd think at the very least. Didn't he? Who couldn't have asked Mildred for that? A whole builder room. Like, you don't even have to be, like, a big one. It just has to be, like, a space he can use for his stuff all on his own. He has to, he has to build the shit in the room, in the bedroom where he sleeps. explosion-proof, though. Given what we've seen of his inventions, it has to be explosion-proof. We got, I, yeah. That's, tr- that's true. The bedroom is definitely not explosion proof, though, so he <laughs> shouldn't be allowed to do that in there. Do it on the roof. Yeah. Open air. It'll, it'll be fine. Um. So we get we get to uh. So so it's the next morning. It's the morning morning of this science fair, uh, which he has been building this thing for. Uh, we I I do like this gag, where an extremely exhausted goob talks to Mildred about how he's been <laughs> up all fucking night because of Lewis's bullshit. Stills her coffee. And he, and he like, yeah, no, he, he tells her to lean in and then he just swaps the juice box he's drinking with it with her coffee and walks off. Love that. I think the moment you realize you're an adult is when you sympathize with Goob way more than Lewis. I mean... Oh yeah, Goob is way more likable. Like, dude, I, don't... I get it. <laughs> Lewis is kind of a little shitbag. Um, so... We, we we got the science fair. We got Tom Kenny teacher. Yeah. We got a we got a coach who really 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 wants to be Patrick Warburton. Yeah, like um, he should have been. I swear to God. And we have this uh, the scientist lady who's uh, completely off her shits on caffeine <laughs> patches. Um, just sort of on the 12th dimension at this point yeah I think. she says like each patch is i think she says equivalent to 12 cups of coffee and her entire arm is fucking covered so she is in a constant state of heart attack right now and she's loving it she is literally half here and half in a different dimension yeah she's she's astral projecting right now um so while this is happening uh he meet, we see wilbur also sneaking around uh, looking, looking for Lewis. He finds him and he tells him, "Hey, listen, I'm a time cop from the future. You gotta look out for a man with a bowler hat. All right? He stole, he stole something. This is so fucking so, dumb. Uh, I'm gonna go look for him. And he, we see him flash what looks like a, a badge at first glance, but uh, we'll learn later isn't. Yeah. Meanwhile, we see a man with a bowler hat who is just the most 
Snidely whiplash. Snidely, wi- yes, snidely whiplash looking motherfucker you can imagine. Uh, and the hat kind of crawls off on its own. It gets spider legs and crawls off on its own. Yeah. And as Lewis is giving his presentation on this memory scanner thing, the hat starts to sabotage it. Just, uh, just unscrewing a few specific things that'll make it not work. Yeah, it just makes the entire thing explode, apparently. Yeah, and also there's other... Other, I guess there's like other bits over across the science there. We got this like uh, this chubby nerd kid in a toga with a with a scale model of Mount Vesuvius. We got Wednesday Adams, the little girl with, with the ants, fire ant farm. I really um, thought the first time watching this that she was gonna show up again in the future or something, but no, that no. would have been awesome. Presumably, she's in jail for murder in the future. I, I don't know. I gotta um, think she's yeah arrested for ant crimes. I'm looking up to see if there's any kind of canon re- uh, release for this person. Thursday Adams, <laughs> um, right? So, but oh, and there's and they, also uh, some girl with frogs. Yeah, very uh, very interesting little girl who's covered in frogs. Very conspicuous frog girl here. That will never come up again. <laughs> By the way, she's really an antagonist in the video game. Really? Okay. Yeah. Lizzie is an antagonist, yes. Oh, her name is Lizzie, alright. Oh yeah, her name is Lizzie. They do, they do say her name. Um, and so he's he's showing off this thing. He sets the date on the memory scanner to, to the, the his his mom. That his mom left him on the, on the doorstep. Yeah, which like, do that shit in private, man. Show them anything else to prove the machine Yeah, works. that's... That's that, that's that's for it later. You can't you can't use that in a public presentation. Um, and instead, it it just sort of falls apart and kind of explodes. The fire alarms get set off. The volcano erupts. The fire ants get spilled. The frogs go over. It's total chaos. Dogs the science fair is ruined. Ah, oh, Lewis, you did it again, you motherfucker. <laughs> you little shit. So he's, where else, sulking on the roof. Yeah, he gets um, so upset. I don't know how far away his school is, but he runs all the way home. So, yeah, he's, he's tearing his, like, notebook apart, uh, getting rid of all of his inventions and schematics, just like, fuck all his shit. Um, but uh, a friendly pigeon throws <laughs> his, uh, his schematics back at him. This scene is so fucking stupid. Wilbur is here, uh, and he's like, no, 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 listen, you gotta go back there and you gotta fix that shit. Uh, (laughs) No reason, don't worry about it. He puts the balled-up piece of paper in in Lewis's hand and goes, coo-coo! Yep, I like it. Uh, But, so, yeah, Lewis is like, no, fuck that. You have a time machine. Um, Why? Or no, he he doesn't doesn't believe him. So I'm from the time police. I have a time machine. And then this is where we revealed this is not a badge (laughs) for the time cops. This is a coupon for a tanning salon. Yeah. Um, And Wilbur's like, okay, I'm not a time cop, but I am from the future and I do have a time machine. And Lewis says, prove it. So Wilbur chucks him off the roof. (laughs) As you do. Thankfully, the time machine is hovering a few feet below it. Um... And takes him into the future, where we see the the beautiful paradise of retrofuturism that is yeah. uh, whatever this city is called. I don't think it has a name. Uh, I don't know. Um, New York. Sure, let's go with that. So, 
Yeah, we got, you know, we got like be- huge gleaming chrome buildings, bubbles all over the place. Todayland, which is, I thought, which I got <laughs> chuckle out of me. I like Todayland. Yeah. Um, instead of Tomorrowland. And of course, you know, Wilbur's like, all right, see, uh, I prove it to you. I'm from the future. And let's go back and uh, get you to fix your thing. And he's like, uh, hell and no. Lewis says, are you fucking stupid? No. I'm going to use the time machine to go back and see my mom. Yeah, to do the thing I was trying to do anyway. And Wilbur says, that seems like a bad idea. And then Lewis, uh, they fight over the time machine and they crash it into a field. Oh, and of course, meanwhile, while all of this is happening, the bowler hat man has stolen Will, uh, Lewis's um, memory scanner and is taking it to Inventco <laughs> to, uh, to show it off. This scene with him in the boardroom, I believe, was like the teaser trailer. I, I remember so. a lot of this in the trailers. Um, just you know, we begin to see that perhaps this bowler hat man is less of a of a of a of a criminal mastermind, more of a like weird, awkward, stunted man child. He's a uh, goob, you could is, say. Who is only helped along by his sinister bowler hat, yeah. um, which is of course sentient and and malicious. So he, he takes this thing in there and just completely fucks it. He doesn't even know what it does. It, we um, we do see like he can barely read a clock when he tells them that he's the two o'clock appointment. You hear him muttering, yeah, he "Okay, to, the big hand." Just I, yeah, he's just like very much not all there. He's relying on cue cards from this hat, Doris, which is floating out the window, but they close the blinds on him. Uh, I do like that this boardroom is filled with identical character models, yeah. colored differently, except for the CEO. They're, they're all the same guy with different hair colors. Um, and no, yeah, he just gets kicked out. Uh, fuck your invention. It do- like we we don't even know what it does. So it's time for them to find the boy and get him to 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 fix it for them or whatever. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in the future, <laughs> Wilbur's like, my parents are gonna kill me if they know that I not only took the time machine but I crashed it. And that the other one is gone? Oh, no. So they go back to his house. They're in the garage. Uh, they meet Carl. Yeah. Their robot helper who immediately sees Lewis and freaks the fuck out. Yeah, no, just and nopes runs on out. And, of course, I I think this movie may have had a 3D release because they definitely do yes. the thing with his head hovering right in front of the screen. I believe this would have a 3D release. This was around the time that 3D I'm gonna was in vogue right again. now. Hang on. Robinson's 3D. Here we go. Oh. Ah. Uh, Ethan Robinson's 3D. Yep. Uh, I yep. thought so. Okay. Yep, they did. Oh, one th- other thing. When, when, uh, Wait, is that 3D when or 3D? 3D's nuts. <laughs> um, 3D. Damn it. Yep, right. No, 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 no. It is 3D. You're right. So, one other thing, when the Bowler Hat Man is writing in his little unicorn binder uh, a checklist of what to do, he writes, get that, he, 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 he find that boy, but he writes, find that profanity-censored boy. And yeah. there are five symbols on the the, the, the the thing, so what word is he replacing? I, well, 
Are there no. symbols before a suffix, or is it just five symbols? It's just five symbols. It's like a... And I guess, like, it could just be he a standard for any nothing. profanity. He could have missed <laughs> if he left out the F U C K N. Or F U K I N. It's probably oh, that. Yeah, it's definitely that. Which I thought was also a pretty good bit. So, yeah, Carl, the robot butler... Uh, freaks the fuck out and immediately runs away for reasons we'll learn later. Yeah. Um, and Wilbur notices Lewis's hair and then puts a fruit hat on him. Yeah. Is that totally says, not conspicuous at all? <laughs> your hair uh, is a clear marker that you're from the future. Don't ask, or from the past. Don't ask why. Don't ask questions. I'm gonna go talk to the robot. Stay here. So, yeah, do not. Move or touch anything. I do like the touch and of him so, like shooting back down the tube to like glare at him. Like, eh. yes. So Lewis is going to stay in the garage and just sort of look at all of the engineering marvels contained within. Except he doesn't. Know but he accidentally is, accidentally gets sucked into the tube. Yeah, another tube. Tubes all over the damn place. Uh, he gets sucked into the tube. All the tube. And this this is where we get. Uh, this is where we get. The the meet all of the wacky characters. This is where he does the title. Yep, this is where he meets the Robinsons. Also, I would like to say one thing I really don't like. I don't like Carl's flesh lips. I think oh, they look yeah, weird. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. I hate when they do that Ooh, for a robot. Uh, no, please don't use the term flesh lips. That's what they are. They're weird <laughs> no. flesh lips. That's wrong. They're totally flesh lips. Hey, how about instead we talk about these weird plant dudes that live out don't front? Yeah, I don't know what's hard. up with these guys. Yeah, let's talk about the plants. So he, he gets deposited uh, in, at the front door, and two strange men mm. are in the planters, and they're like, ring my doorbell. No, ring my doorbell. And he accidentally rings one of their doorbells, and the other one's like, hi, I got it. But then the other guy's like, well, that was an accident. Uh, an octopus answers the door, which scares Lewis into running away. Understandable. He runs He runs into a man who who is not wearing his clothes backwards. His head is just backwards. <laughs> Which is, I'm sure, a bit that never gets old, and it's not a bit he's been carrying on for 30 fucking years. He does say, I um, used to tell that to my science students. They didn't laugh either. Yeah. So just, he just, I mean, I, I do have to respect commitment to the bit, even when the bit is not funny at all. Um, and he's like, can you help me find my teeth? I misplaced my teeth. Let's go find my teeth. Uh, but Luce is like, well, um... I'm looking for the garage, we actually, I need to go. I need to go back to the garage. And he's like, oh, that's easy. I know where the garage is. And he doesn't. Yeah, and turns out, uh, no, the hell so he doesn't. See. So, yeah, then we we, or we see Doorbell Twins, Octopus Butler, We're Grandpa. Then we see, we go in somewhere, and we see Aunt Billy, who is... Playing with her I don't really know what her train. accent is. Is it, is it a <laughs> Scottish accent? I guess. Some kind Look, of accent. I have a Scottish friend and an Irish friend, and it sounds like neither of them. Yeah, I don't really know what is up with... Aunt Billy's voice, I, but the point that? is that she loves trains. Yeah. Um, Luckily, she also has. She's also best friends with Gaston over here, who loves cannons. He loves shooting himself out of cannons and racing trains, and so they have Lewis time their race, and uh, Gaston slams into a pillar at Mach Seven, but he technically wins. Um, moving on. Because uh, that's how this is going. So we see Uncle Joe, an obese man. That's the joke. Yeah, he work, He works out, I guess. I don't know. Uncle Art, 
who is a pizza delivery man slash space hero. Yeah. Um, voiced by Adam West. We get now this one. This one vexes me. This so we got. If you're going, right, where I, I know. Think you're I going. understand Laszlo's deal. He likes to paint things. Yes. Uh, Tallulah. Now Tallulah, I don't get it. She's wearing like a weird building dress. Yeah, she had a similar dress in the book, and they basically just said she was like a fashionista or something. So, and she's also voiced by the same dude who voices Laszlo. Ah, uh, okay. Wait, what? Yeah, she has the same voice actor as Laszlo. It's because they're twins, you see. Uh huh. Um, and then their dad fucks a puppet. Yeah, I don't. That's happening. I don't understand what's going on there. I don't really want to. No one acts like um, it's strange. So either A, somehow they've made puppets that can bear children, or this is a Lars and the real girl situation. I'm not sure which is better. No, I, I just, their dad can carry on. Yeah. Um, I don't want to, the puppet is also very mean to him. Yeah. I don't know if this is, I, uh, it's all just. Look, we can't. We're moving on. It's very strange. To Lou, we see Lucille. She's baking cookies. Yeah, which is uh, code for uh, dancing, I guess. They have a disco room. Uh, and then Franny, um, who uh, is directing a chorus of lounge singing frogs. Yeah, that's a good song. So now I will have to talk about the the ending here. We all, we've all watched the movie if you're listening to this or and if you haven't watched it you probably don't want to. <laughs> hey, why doesn't Franny recognize Lewis? Yeah, I got to feel like Franny, <laughs> Bud and Lucille 100% sure. Like like even without the I hair cuz we see like yeah. he recognizes him with the hair, but how do you not know your freaking husband? I just because we know that they know each other from that age. Yeah, they went to school together apparently. I just and I guess you can you can you can excuse Bud and Lucille because they're old. I guess yeah, and they're forgetful. I mean, also I guess the shock of you know you're just sitting there living your life, then all of a sudden your husband shows up in kid form. I instead the shock of that can kind of throw you off, like you're not expecting your husband to show up in kid form suddenly. I that's true. I instead kind of headcanon that like Cornelius remembered this was going to happen and told everyone, "All right, I'll just play dumb for the day." <laughs> Only given the old people though, that could work because they could have just as easily forgotten. Yeah, I also you know I also think that. Uh... The fact that he retains his knowledge of this trip is insane, but we'll get there. Yeah, um, right? It's a lot. Um, don't think about the fact that he meets Franny again as a small child and already knows they're going to be together. It's all weird. The the end of of this movie is real weird. <laughs> so, yeah. while this has been going on, Wilbur has been talking to Carl, who is telling him that all of this is, is a catastrophically bad idea. Um, and you know what? Carl's right. And this was stupid. He is right. So and, and he tells and he runs the numbers on how badly this could break. <laughs> and he tells Wilbur is actually the voice of reason right now. <laughs> yes, and he tells Wilbur there is a ninety nine point nine 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 percent chance that 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 you will not exist. That you will be wiped from existence. So you know if you're cool with that. And Wilbur is. Well, he's fine. In our day and age, would we really be bad with being wiped from existence? I mean, Wilbur's fine with it. Um, he's like, yeah, I'll take those odds. I'll take that point oh 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 one percent chance that this works. Yeah, a right? chance means it's gonna work. Like, I don't. So this is where he, 
This is where he realizes that Lewis has gone missing from the garage and has to go and find him. Uh, he finds him with Franny, who, uh, and it says, oh, this is my buddy from school. We gotta go. So this is where he quizzes, uh, he quizzes Lewis on everything he learned and all of the various connections of these weirdos. And this is where we get the best, like, hands down, no contest, the best joke in the movie. Yeah. Where, uh, it, like... Lewis is like, yeah, I, n- I never met your dad, Cornelius. What does he look like? Uh, and Wilbur pauses for a moment. And he goes, Tom Selleck. And then, and then Lewis goes back to naming things. And when he mentions Cornelius, there's just literally a picture of Tom Selleck. Well, the thing that makes the joke even better is Cornelius, when he finally does show up, is voiced by Tom Selleck. Yep. Well, it doesn't the- look anything like oh, him. Oh, hell no. Nothing at all. The whole thing, too, is that was just supposed to be a placeholder. That he looked oh, like Tom so Selleck, funny. it was just thrown in, and then they actually wound up getting Tom Selleck, and they just ran with it. Oh, man, well, I didn't look. I thought it was, was the other funny. way around. No, yeah, knew, no, it was just was, a little like, placeholder. Tom Selleck is just a funny guy to have a joke like that. Tom um, Selleck is just a chill dude. That's true, apparently. So, yeah, like, they are, uh, so Wilbur oh, is just oh, like... did you all know that Weird Al was supposed to be a character in this? <gasps> who would he, who is he going to be? That makes sense. No, no, no. Hang on. I, I had it pulled up. I'm pulling it up right now. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Then trivia. No, he was supposed to be. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Where did you go? I was just fucking looking at you. Oh, uh, he was supposed to be Carl. Ah, that fits. Yeah. Instead, right? I forgot the actor's name, but they got Bob from Puppy Dog Pals. Harland Williams. That's it. Oh, we skipped Sorry, it, but they also I have just... a dog who was wearing glasses because his insurance doesn't cover contacts. Also a pretty funny joke. Yeah. So the Wilbur or Lewis is like or Wilbur's like, listen, you gotta fix the time machine. Um I can't fix it. You need to fix it. So get to work on that. Then we cut forward. Um we see Bowler Hat Man go into the orphanage to look for Lewis, but he encounters Goob instead. God this scene. Uh, who has a who is nursing a black eye with a big stake. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, yeah, no, I, uh, my stupid roommate kept me awake all night working on bullshit, so I fell asleep on the, on the pitch there, uh, and I lost us the game, and then everybody beat me but, up. Yeah, they just immediately dropped their gloves and beat him up. That's just the whole, they um, all laughed at me, and it's just a montage of like, hey, Goob, you wanna hang out? You wanna study? Oh, no, that's later. That's a, that's later, yeah. That's that's when oh, future shit. Goob is revealing himself. Yeah, that and the... Uh, I but this is right. where, my bad. No, you're fine. Yeah, this is where we clearly... This is where we're clearly saying, oh, this guy is definitely Goob for the future, because he's way too invested in this little yeah. kid's plight. <laughs> um... He's like, you'll... Well, don't worry. You'll, uh... You'll, you'll be alright. Um... But Lewis is not there, so they go to the rooftop, and Doris sees that there's some time travel residue mm. so they they gar- they 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 learn that well he's in the f- Wilbur Robinson took him into the future so we got a good deal with that then uh we 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 see uh we see Lu- uh Wilbur showing Lewis all of the like prototype time machines yeah this was also and, like design thing. specifications and i like lo- this is another bit i really like i, I love all of the variously destroyed time machines i like the one that is literally just has been melted into toxic slag yeah. uh there's one that's in a twist tie knot 
There's one that's just like got fucking Picasso that's become Cubist. Yeah. Um, There's one that is just a screw or a nut left behind. Yeah, that's the first one. That was all that's left. Um, and then we we get dinner time, so they go to dinner. They're having spaghetti and meatballs. Oh, at this point, um, he has gotten rid of the uh, fruit hat for a more sensible baseball cap with that's the right. same lightning logo as on Wilbur's t-shirt. Which tells me this is some kind of brand. Wilbur's brand. I freaking brand. love the food fight, though. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Oh, I hated this. Oh, oh mean. I like. I thought this why? fake. I thought this. I because I think the fake kung fu movie dub is annoying. Like, that's I hate the that point, shit. though. No, it's not. It was supposed to be funny. It was supposed to be charming. Oh fuck you, Nero. I don't. Fake dub, like the 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 exaggerated like. So Stephen, you're getting such... Nero's cookies for the holidays, is what hey. I'm hearing. It's such like a fucking boomer joke of like, yeah, they watched all of these old shitty yeah, dubs when they were kids. I didn't it. like it. I did not like That's it. Fair. I, I, I was looking at my phone during this sequence. I was like, all right, when are we done with this? We agree to get bit. to disagree, and you can have custody of Stephen on every other holiday. <laughs> The more important thing I wanted to talk about is that uh, they they ask Will, uh, Lewis where he's from, and he says he's a transfer student from Canada. Yeah, holy shit. Which to Lewis says, you mean northern Montana? <laughs> and at this point, I will point they out, annexed. they do more or less confirm at some point that it's only been 30 years since Lewis's time. They annexed all of Canada. All of it. I mean, the whole it's thing. Disney. Are we surprised that they're like conglomerating everything? I mean, there's that. That's what I'm saying. I think Lewis is a. Su- I think Cornelius is a supervillain. I think this is his like citadel, and the world outside of it is hell. He's like a little so... mega mind. He's even got the big head. Ah, <gasps> he does have a really big head, right? So yeah, they we do this food fight thing where they're shooting meatballs at each other and Italian sausage, and then it's time for dessert. After dessert treat, which is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which, which is not what I would want after spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah, but it's whatever. a weird, weird mix. Um, and Carl gets the the PB and J gun out, which Lewis is like, "Whoa, what the fuck? How does he have this?" Um, and of course it jams. And uh, apparently they talk about Uncle Joe needs his PB and J, or else something really bad will happen. I don't know. He's like glowing what, red. He's getting redder and redder and beginning to freak out. I don't I don't know what happens if he doesn't get his PB&J, but I'm too afraid to ask. I'm afraid to learn. Does he turn um, into a Hulk? Is that what happens? Do, I guess. So, uh, they, they Lewis tries to fix the thing. Uh, it backfires, of course, yet again, and sprays everybody with, with, uh, with peanut butter and jelly. But the Robinsons, they're sickos. They love it. They love failure. Yeah. They're like, listen, it's fine. You just gotta keep moving forward. Um, which Wilbur told Lewis earlier that that was his his dad's motto: keep moving forward. Because that was all he would respond to him yeah. with for like ten seconds. And Lewis was like, will you shut the fuck up? Yeah. What does that mean? And don't just say keep moving forward. But uh, Carl has a, a whole fanfare about keep moving forward. Yeah, um, a lot. And there, uh, Lewis is like, wow. This is so wonderful. I, I I wish I could be a part of this family. Meanwhile, Bowler Hat Dude and Doris have arrived. Doris has her own plans. Um, 
and is like making moves. She kind of gives Future Goob this tiny hat drone to operate. Yeah, little baby Doris. Keep him busy. Just to keep him busy, presumably. Um, to keep him out of the way. While she goes to do some actual work, he's like, I'm going to mind control a frog. Yeah. And this is this is where we see Franny's talking frogs on their dinner break at the bar. Um, where they tell a bullfrog joke. Uh, and we, you know, they're all a bunch of, like, mobster Frank Sinatra frogs. That sort of thing. I love so, Frank Sinatra mob frogs. It, they're great. We do yeah. get a very good joke of um, apparently they have like a, fr- a fly vending machine. He eats one and says that's a good buzz. Yes. And then he gets uh, mind controlled by the little hat and we do a thing where he is repeating everything Future Goob is saying and Future Goob tells him to stop. But you know, you, you've seen the bit. Um, so he walks up to the to the dining room here and is like, and he was alright to grab him. And the frog is like, well... I uh, I don't really want to. I, there's a lot of guys over there, and I'm only a small frog with alarms, and I don't really think this plan was really that well thought through, which Goob does not like to hear. Um, meanwhile, Doris <laughs> has been getting ready to saw a chandelier off yeah. so that it falls... On to the Robinsons. <laughs> Doris is going to murder these fuckers. Yeah, the, the memory machine didn't work, so fuck it. I'll just murder. And then we see Goo go back in time to fetch a fucking dinosaur. Uh, so we got to deal with this dinosaur now because it's coming up. It crashes through the window. At first, Lewis is like, why do you guys have a pet dinosaur? That's so cool. And then they're like, no, we don't. Yeah, you do. It's right uh, there. That's not... I don't know what that is. So they team up. They fight the dinosaur. They're doing pretty well at first, but eventually, uh, you know, the dinosaur crashes. I love the dinosaur. Art's, Art's pizza ship. We got, uh, you know, everybody does their own thing, but he, he corners he corners Lewis. Um, but there's an issue. So... This was also in all the trailers, the talking dinosaur bit. Yes. Because what happens is he, he, he is struggling to grab Lewis with his tiny arms. A thing that I do not believe Tyrannosaurus did uh, with the arms. I don't really know what the arms are for, but it wasn't for grabbing things that were far away. Um, and he says to Goob... T-Rex arms he, no one knows. There are lots of theories. Big head, little arms. I just don't think this plan was very well thought through. Master, and then of course Goo is <laughs> just freaking out. Um, at some point, he uh, so he can't, the T Rex can't eat Lewis because Goob needs him, but he can eat Wilbur. So <laughs> he the, the dinosaur goes to eat Wilbur, and Lewis like leaps into his mouth the fucking shovel. Yeah. Then Wilbur does a trick shot to knock the hat off his head um, and frees the T-Rex from the evil, uh, the evil, like, mind control beams or whatever. Doris is very mad at at Future Goob here uh, for ruining her plan. Yeah. Oh, we do get um, payoff to the gangster frogs as the hat falls on the ground. 
That's right. They they do uh, throw the mini Doris in the trunk uh, to presumably you know shoot it in to. That that little hat is gonna get Hoffwood for sure. <laughs> um, so this is where we we get. So this is where sort sort of the weird stuff begins. We'll see at the ending of this because he accidentally calls Franny mom. Yeah. Uh, and then like we could adopt you if you want, which of course is instantly undone as soon as the Bye. hat gets knocked off. Because because Wilbur is like, oh fuck, no no no, no. <laughs> we can't, allow, can't it. It. we can't be having this. We cannot be having this. So he knocks the hat off of Lewis's head, and everyone immediately sees the hair and goes, oh, fuck. Wilbur, what did you do? Yeah, I think Franny even says, why did you bring him here? Yeah, and obviously they they don't tell him why they are suddenly completely uninterested in adopting him. Which, again, please, just tell this kid anything at least. Uh, Which is like, he's their he is their fucking family patriarch from the past. They can't, they can't be doing that. So, uh, they they send him back. The uh, well, he actually he runs away. He he like runs away from them. And Franny tells Wilbur he is grounded until he dies. So, the Buller Hat Man finds Lewis. Is like, hey, listen, you want to see your mom or whatever? I can help you with that. Just help, uh, just help us fix this machine, and we'll we'll bring you back in our time machine so they they go back to a mysterious sort of rundown looking building now i have to ask why is why is the orphanage still standing i don't genuinely know is it like a thing cornelius did like kept it standing as some kind of historical monument because if so you'd think it would be more well maintained no i think it's just some weird guy's been squatting in it and we he won't leave so we can't knock it down because uh, I don't know. Yeah, but this is where we learn a lot of things. Uh, Lewis finally figures out that he is Cornelius, uh, and Goob reveals himself to be Goob <laughs> here, future Goob, uh, by taking off his cloak and revealing he's still wearing his goddamn baseball uniform, and you know that shit smells. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Oh my god. I mean, it's it's very yellow already, so it's like, man, that boy's ripe. I don't want to be in the same room as Hell him. No, I wouldn't. God. We, so, we do get one of the best jokes in the movie here in his little flashback. Yes. This is where we get yeah his 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 whole delusional thing where it's like it was all your <laughs> fault I had nothing to do with because he lost the game and then what happened was that he would just rant about it to anyone coming to adopt him I'm like just this horror on his adoptive parents' faces like, yeah it was like, oh, this kid's a psycho we're gonna go now yeah no thanks yeah and he's and then yeah of course all are coming with for some reason nobody wanted to adopt that me that was the uh, physical environment of I'm just gonna go get a pack of cigarettes and I'll be right back yeah, yeah. and then we see everyone laughed at me no one wanted to be my friend and then we see a couple of people in the <laughs> hallway just being friendly you wanna like, play with us? they all <laughs> hey man nice nice binder yeah man. you wanna, hey, you wanna come, come over to my house? after school? nope <laughs> they all hated yeah, me so, to be fair they all hated me to be fair so yeah, this is where he's like, "Listen, uh, yeah, I realized, of course, none of this." <laughs> he just stayed in the fucking orphanage after it closed down and just sat there for thirty years. And he was like, "Ah, I understand my problems. It's all Lewis's fault." Yeah. It's 
let this grown-ass man lurk in the building for years and years. Yeah, never mind why is the That's building still saying. there. Why does it still have electricity? Because he's okay. listening to his radio the whole time. Maybe the power grid in the future is just that good. I guess. Like, we we have deprivatized powers, so, you know, maybe maybe, Louis, maybe Cornelius is good. Actually, Who can say? that does remind me, Julie ruined him for me uh, earlier today, or yesterday, by pointing out that he's basically the Jeff Bezos of this world. Oh, God. And that fucked me up. Oh, no. Wait, Julie? No, he now? isn't, because he actually does things. That's true. God. No, 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 wait, wait. Steven, what did Julie say? She said that he's basically the Jeff Bezos of this world. God damn it, Julie. I know. He does r- seemingly run everything, which is not good. No. Why did you- I don't like your wife. Why did she have to go and do that? It's, it's not right. Like, I don't. I, I don't know what... I guess he runs his own company. I guess that's the thing, is we see the big R-shaped building, yeah. but also he seems to have an inordinate amount of power and influence. Uh, so yeah, he is Jeff Bezos. Yeah, Goob calls him, like, the but founder of this world, still, and, like... But he still seems, like, not a dick, or not as much as Jeff Bezos? I don't know. Well, we only see him interact with a few people. We don't know. He's making yeah, his workers see bottles, so... Like I said, the world is hell outside of this little citadel. <laughs> outside of Todayland. So, yeah. So this is yeah. So he's like, it's all your fault. I'm gonna go back in time. I'm gonna make sure. To, and Doris here, she was also cast aside by your by Cornelius just because she wanted to do a little bit of mind control. Yeah. What? Yeah. So Doris was created as a helper hat, which would is like a it's like a fucking thing that you wear to help you do a bunch of mundane tasks i guess but it turns out she went into mind control everyone so he locked her up in a vault but she escaped she uh (laughs) she found future goob egging the the fucking offices of cornelius's business just as i was on the verge of destroying you wes he picks up a tp yep um so they go to a fucking ice cream parlor where doris tells her story um, and this is where they hatch the plan. We went with the horses. <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, they, 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 guess they steal the time machine. This is this is the the plan for everything. So they take the machine and leave. I believe. Um, actual movie plot. Yeah. So this is where the the final villain is revealed here, where it is Doris all along. Because <laughs> what happens is. The real plan is that Goob would go back in time, sell them on the memory machine, but also sell them on the helper hat. I feel like he could have just done so the hat. They really could have just done the hat. I don't know why they needed the machine. No um, possible way this could go wrong, like, ever. Well, for Doris, it goes very right. Yeah. This is her plan all along. That's, Goob well, is just a fucking... For her, it goes great. For the rest of humanity, not so much. <laughs> all she needed was an incredibly stupid man to trick into Which, hey, guess what? She found one. So we, we're, we're running back towards the Robinson house. Wilbur is like, oh, fuck, we gotta go. The time stream is getting way fucked up. Um, Carl gets impaled. Yeah! Dude, Through funny. the chest. Harrowing. Because Wilbur comes to rescue Lewis. Get him out of the, the clutches. But uh, Will, Carl gets impaled by Doris. Uh, they steal the machine in the, in, in the stolen time machine go back in time, and then Wilbur is erased from history. Yeah, we see two people die, like, back to back. He's fucking Thanos. (laughs) 
So <laughs> this is where we, this is the best part of the movie. Um, Steven, are you okay? Lewis, I don't feel so good. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, no. Past that, I don't feel so good. <laughs> I get sucked into the void. Steven, did you send Nero the? No, Nero, did you see the picture that I put about the? Uh, yeah. The Peter Parker ashes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do not snort. That is cannibalism. Oh jeez. So <laughs> I'm good. This I'm is happy. the best part of the movie. This right here, the last like th- th- this this section here is great because what happens is we're in the fucking spooky hat future. Yeah. He goes back to the Robinson house and sees his machine showing him the process of the, of Doris taking over the world. And then the rest of the Robinsons walk out as hat zombies. And we see that this idyllic science paradise has been replaced with an industrial hellscape covered in hats. Which, as far as we know, is also are. just what it is outside of today land. So. Yeah, this is, this is, this is what it's like everywhere else. <laughs> um, but... They they have to go. They're they're like fly. Like he he takes the time machine. He's flying through this industrial hellscape. You know, there's a there's a reading you could make about you know the the bowler hat being a symbolism of the oppression of the wealthy ruling class over the the working class. If you really wanted to try, but it's too early in the morning to try. <laughs> so instead, I'll just say uh, they they go back in time and. The way they defeat Doris is that Lewis promises to never invent Yeah, her. and it does not take effect until he says it out loud, which of course is how time works. I guess. Also, Goob gets murdered, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, we in, 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 the, in the memory machine, we see him get, like, Dragged swarmed off by Doris's. Yeah. Um, so he's definitely dead in the past. But it's fine now, because Lewis has fixed everything. Uh, I don't really know how they're going. He flies a time machine into the boardroom. I don't know how, uh, the, everyone sees it. Everyone is still there to see it. The guy, the CEO man sees it. It's fine, I guess. Don't think about it. Don't worry about it. But they go back to the future. The, the industrial hellscape is replaced with the idyllic science paradise. Wilbur is returned from hell. It's all, everything is fine. It all comes back through bubbles, which is actually kind of delightful. Yes. Except Wilbur, so they just play, finally they just do the swirling <clears throat> vortex of eraser backward for Wilbur. So finally, Cornelius is back home. I don't know where he was, but he was he was out of the house, but he's back now. Um, and he he's voiced by Tom Selleck, and he's like, "Oh my God, the time machines are gone, Franny. What happened?" He's he, he's uh, wearing the same damn. Much like Goob, he's wearing the same outfit. Just he has changed into an adult version of it. Yeah, at least he got a new one. Um, so this is where he talks to Lewis. Like, hey man, uh, your life is great. Uh, I have so much fun inventing stuff. You just gotta like keep at it, you know? And Lewis is like, hey, do we ever see a mom? And Cornelius is like, well, you'll just have to find that out for yourself. Uh for now just head back and and fix that 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 time machine thing there so or that uh, that memory scan right there to the left over there (laughs) so they go so wilbur takes them back but they take a detour because wilbur actually keeps his promise for once because he was he was unintending to do this um the whole reason that uh he lewis fixed the time machine at all was uh 
Wilbur promised to take him to see his mom if he fixed it. So they go back to that night. This is where we get the the the, the payoff for that that scrabbling noise from the the, the opening there because we Lewis is like walking up to uh, to his mom there on the stairs. And, you know, sort of reaches out for her, but ultimately can't do it. And it turns out that that scared her away, so she forgot to knock. So Lewis actually knocks on the orphanage door. Paradox Fully is completing about. the time loop. Yep. It was all a time loop all along. Um, then we go back to the science fair, and he fixes the thing and gives it another go. Uh, he realizes that the, the caffeine-crazed maniac scientist <laughs> is Lucille. Um... And she see she like shows it shows her wedding day on the machine, and it turns out she was marrying Bud. Who again who was doing his goddamn backwards clothes bit on their wedding yep. day? I hate this man. Um, <laughs> and he's apparently here. He is here, and they uh, they're they're so impressed. They want to adopt him. All everything is fine. This is where he meets Franny and the frogs. Yeah. Which is weird, because once again, he has full knowledge of the future now. And I know Cornelius says, well, hey, you know, your future ain't set in stone. You still got to work at it. But he still has full knowledge of the future. Yeah, This is why he's so rich, is he, like, knew shit that would pay off. Exactly. He knows what to invent. Like... He's a fucking hack fraud who just learned, who just got everything through time travel. <laughs> oh my god, he's fucking, he's not Jeff Bezos, he's Biff Tannen. Oh my god. He is, god. he's Biff Tannen. He is, he is smart Biff Tannen. Oh, um, terrible. Awful to think about. So Why did I do this? We end with another montage, they're moving into the house, he's setting up his workspace, and we end with a, the, the keep moving forward is taken from a, taken from a longer quote Very long from quote. Walt Disney, a man who had no weird thoughts about the future. Don't look up the original Epcot concept. Yeah, oh my God. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. This is why I think, this is why I think Cornelius is some kind of weird science tyrant, because he made Epcot. Yeah, he is. The original Epcot. He is, I guess, supposed to be sort of this universe's, like, we've joked, but I guess he is sort of supposed to be Walt Disney equivalent. Eh. Of an uncomplicated man with no weird views on anything. No. Don't worry he about it. He was normal. Don't look in. Don't look up the Disney Animator Strike of the Fifties. Don't look up. Don't look it up. Don't worry about it. Keep moving forward. <laughs> around here, another, another around here, we don't worry about strikes. We keep moving forward. An executive produced by another man with no troubling legacy, John Lasseter. Um, huh, that's Meet the Robinsons. It was. It's a perfectly cromulent, charming film. Cromulent, Jesus. I like I like, I like to use the word, and I am not ashamed to admit that when they do little wonders at the er, yeah, yeah, little wonders at the end, I get wibbly. It still gets me. I will fully admit that. I think I, I think I saw this in theaters, and I was also kind of underwhelmed by it then too, when I was like nine or whatever. <laughs> of course, you fucking were asshole. I just <laughs> I don't I, the whimsy doesn't work on me. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so we got questions on Twitter. Uh, we didn't have yeah, a couple, right? We didn't have any questions on Twitter. Um, Julie commented. Yeah, we do. Julie commented on the question post, wanting me to talk about how she has been cursed to almost never get to finish this movie. Um, like Why? the first, 
I don't... Something always happens right around the time they're resolving the Doris thing. Like, it's literally at about From the same the spot. podcast host, you have no fucking excuse. <laughs> no, 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 not me. Julie almost never gets to finish this movie. Like... Okay, Julie, extra no excuse. You are married to one of the podcast hosts. Man, well, no, like, even before podcast, all of, the, all of this jazz, like, the first handful <laughs> of times, just in general, that we would ever sit down and try to watch it, something would invariably come up right about the time the Doris storyline was resolving, so she never got to see the very end of it. So tonight, before Grayson goes to bed, y'all are watching Meet the Robinsons. Oh, no, she's seen it by now, especially because I've watched it a handful of times for this episode. Meh. The curse is broken. Hooray. Fucking Julie. All right, well, <laughs> with that said on Twitter, we have a, quite a few questions on Discord. We do. So, first off from Sidemon in the Discord, what quote-unquote superpowers and quirks would your future family have? <laughs> oh, excuse yeah. me. I don't think any of my family are that particularly interesting. Like, I don't think any of them would be super wacky or quirky. Mine would have something to do with cooking. But I can't get more specifics, so I honestly don't know. I just know because I love cooking and my immediate family loves cooking, so it would be something to do with cooking. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do, like, I guess... some kind of JoJo stand, pull out a cast iron skillet, and just make, like, gourmet meals. <laughs> Shut up, Stephen. That's your fault. I don't know. I do very much like the angle of um, Uncle Art. They got the one that was voiced by Adam West, where like he looks like he's a future superhero, but it's just mundane shit. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that. That was one of the better. I like that. Uh, I like that Uncle Art guy. Pretty funny. I can get um, Deepsy asks, "What sort of animal art group would you lead?" Beaver sculptors. Foxes. Hedgehog gymnast. Dude. I gotta go near on that one as someone that's actually had a hedgehog. They could totally yeah. do gymnast stuff. <laughs> I gotta go with Nero on that. Like Nero, have you seen American Hedgehog Ninja Warrior? No, uh, I, I think you've sent oh me that before, and it's adorable. Right, I've sent it to you, and I will send it to you when we're done recording. But there's like a guy who has a hedgehog named Pepper, <laughs> and he does like little Ninja Warrior hedgehog style obstacle courses, and it's adorable. I'm gonna send that to you. I look forward to it. It's amazing. This from Dapper, who asks the obvious question. If you had a time machine, what would you do with Set it? Set it on fire. <laughs> yeah, that I don't fuck with that shit. Yeah. That's not. I've seen too many movies. No that shit ain't working out. The best case scenario is, like, I think that I've seen has been Back to the Future, and even that is debatable. We'll burn it. It's bad for the environment. Yeah, You'll like, get time particles everywhere, just, but... Just, like, dump it in a fucking it. canyon somewhere. Um, right. Toss it down the river like that board game in Jumanji. No, no, no. Do Deep not sea. fuck with time machines. Deep sea. Deep sea and a depth nuke charge. Oh, oh. Yep, just drop that, just drop that shit down the marinara stream. There we go. There we go. God, it's gonna mutate fucking sharks, and we are gonna actually have Megalodon. I'm okay. That's okay. Casey Cosmos asks, coolest Robinson and worst Robinson. I have an answer. Coolest Robinson, Uncle Art. Yeah. Love has aesthetic. Down. Adam West is cool. Worst Robinson, Uncle like, Joe. He's Franny. just a fat joke. Franny's also cool. Franny's good, too. I like Franny's Franny. also cool. I would say close second, but I do like Art. Joe, we got, like, 
I mean, not that everyone was like super fleshed out, but we got like at least a couple minutes with everybody. Joe was just that he's a fat guy in a recliner. I also don't like I forget what even his name is with the the dead Tallulah and Laszlo's dad. Oh, Fritz! Yeah, that just whole thing very um unsettling. Very troubling. I don't like that. Something weird is going on. Uh, it's, I don't I like, like it. Freddy because I mean, hello, she has like her whole like Godfather mafia frogs. I would totally be in with that. I mean, also you know, true. Fran- Franny is cool as hell. Uh, Yusuf asks, "What Robinson from a different franchise would you have liked to seen in this movie?" I had a hard time with this oh. one. I don't know other Robinsons aside from like Lost in Space. But- Right, like I think Danger Will Robinson. That's all I can think. Unless maybe like the family one. Robinson. Yeah, but they're boring. I got one though. What you got? So, uh, in on on Mystery Science Theater three thousand, uh, Joel Hogson, of course, is the man who created it and played a character named Joel. But that character's name was Joel Robinson. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And in I would like to see. Yeah. And I would like to see him and the bots translated into this. Okay, yeah. there we go. And they can just make fun of everybody. They would point out all the all the inaccuracies and all the impossible yeah, they'd, shit. They yeah. would be they would be uh, they would be the settler and Waldorf of this household. <laughs> I am one hundred percent. Plus, with Joel one. Joel was a, like a prop comedian too, so you could make a bunch of funny stuff. There we go. No, I am totally with Nero here. Ooh, for what Casey Sorry. Cosmos yeah. on. What dinosaur or prehistoric beast would you use to do your evil bidding? Compies. <laughs> oh, God. From Jurassic Small, Park. Sneaky. They're, they look cute, so they disarm people, but they're evil little shits. I would have an army of compies. Clever girl. Uh, I guess, you know, I would use the thing from the second Jurassic World movie that they engineered to be a strike dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, 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 That shit's so stupid. I still haven't shit, seen the, the second raptor. one. Not the Indominus. What yeah, was the they, other one? Well, they, 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 like, mixed the Indominus Rex and the Raptors yeah, the, into a fucking I know the one you're talking super about. dinosaur. Yeah, I know the one you're talking that, about. That thing has always just, like... Baffle me like well, you may, that's what the movie is about. All right, cool. No, this would not work the in minion. any way. It is a, it is an a, yeah, the, it is an animal. <laughs> I don't care how smart it is, it's an animal. Uh but I guess uh Mosasaur. I aquatic operations. I don't know about evil bidding, but I would like to grab a hold of a um a mastodon, a T Rex, a pterodactyl, a saber tooth tiger, and a triceratops. And do some good stuff with it. With. So you're wanting to do Just like, like kind of an ice age thing? No, those you want to have <laughs> Mini and Diego. Those were the original Zords from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Dude, ah, yes. There we go. All right. <laughs> yes. Oh, and a dragon, I guess. But what kind also, of dragon? There's uh, Eastern Dragon. There's Western Dragon. There's Wyverns. There's. I honestly, the Dragon Zord was. Kind of not really much of a dragon, but that's what they called it. It was just like, it's just sort of a big robot with a dragon on its chest. Yeah. Um, I mean, fair. So, and also from Casey Cosmos, what? What's your invention that will change the future? Also, after you answer, can you go check for some hand towels in that broom closet that locks from the outside? No reason. I just need some hand towels. <laughs> We're on to you, bitch. <laughs> You're going to Amontillado me, aren't you? Well, I'm not going to tell you what my invention is. It will change the future Captain because it will, it will change the future. Yeah, that's it. Staying in my head um, so I don't get locked up. Ha ha. 
You won't you won't trick me into into revealing my secrets. I'm saying nothing. And finally, also from Casey Cosmos, what children's books what children's book do you adapt to be about time travel? I feel like there's something there with the giving tree, maybe? Oh, maybe. The- I don't really know that many children's books anymore. Yeah, right? Um Richard's scary. How would that work? Well, because they're all like, what's the? That's like the ideal society. Like everybody works and helps people out, and nobody has to stress about shit, and everybody does what they want to for a living. Where does the time travel go back to that? Go back to that time frame where that was like ideal. So it's like the dystopian Richard Scary future. Yes. Where they have to go back to the past, but perhaps they, their idealized vision of the past wasn't as flawless as they think, and they learned a lesson Ooh. about like how it takes work to maintain that right. stuff you and gotta kindness work. You gotta and all maintain that. It. Um, the very hungry it's caterpillar. Nicer. It turns out it was way too hungry. Oh my god! Oh, it, like really? ate time. It <laughs> it like ate everything, so we had to go back in time and stop it or something. I don't know. Oh my god, Stephen. <laughs> Oh god, deep seas. Yeah, last question. Is Will Robinson evil Robin Williams? Uh, no. <laughs> who's Will Robinson? Um, the the son from Lost in Space. He made a robot. I had oh I don't know about I don't know show Lost in Space. All I know is yeah, all I know is Danger Will Robinson. That's the only thing my, I know. Yeah, my thing is there have been I think two or three different T V series for Lost in Space. But fuck that, the only one that I've ever seen anything of, the only adaptation of it, I mean, was the movie that they did in, like, 1998, where Matt LeBlanc was a badass, just to tell you what that movie is like. That's the one where that guy says, I love you, wife. I think so. Beautiful romantic scene. Totally. It's the guy turns into a spider. Yeah. Um... They put Matt LeBlanc in, like, space armor. Uh, I think there's a thing about the kid, like, aging, either aging really fast or ends up in some kind of situation where time passes weird and they see him as an adult. I don't fucking remember. I saw it in 1998. Yeah. <laughs> I know that there was that, that prestige TV Netflix adaptation, but I never watched it. Didn't, I didn't know that existed until I was looking stuff up for this episode. <laughs> yep. There was there's this, the current incarnation of Lost in Space. Well, that's that's Meet the Robinsons. It's time for plugs. Yeah. You can find me in my workshop working on the invention that will change the future, <laughs> which Casey Cosmos is not allowed to see. Um, <laughs> and you can also find me on Twitter at DragonsBoocher. Uh, you can find my other shows uh, at Prime Cuts Pod, where me and Audrey, host of Pod of Greed, go through the history of the Transformers franchise on television non-linearly. Right now we're on Transformers Armada from 2001. Uh, you can also find the finished uh, podcast at Podcast of Power, where me and Jane went through the 2018 she show, did a deep dive critical analysis, good shit. And you can find the future site of Radio Free Heidelin, the complete uh the the complete holistic look at the entire text of final fantasy 14 from realm reborn to endwalker starting up next year at heidelin radio on twitter that's me and jane's next project endwalker got delayed by two weeks so that gives me more time to catch up and get ready so that's good um and uh, yeah, that's me. Uh, you can find me holed up in an abandoned orphanage wearing the same Little League suit I wore 30 years ago, but also posting dad jokes sometimes at dad underscore oh, 
And uh, yes, and then just doing regular Twitter stuff on my regular Twitter at Marshmallow, which is spelled like Marshmallow, but it has my name in it. And you can find me, finally, on Twitter at Z-87, where yeah. I just kind of do stream of consciousness stuff. Um, I'm also going to be live-tweeting my reaction to Tucker and Dale versus Evil yeah. this weekend. Oh, that's a fun movie. Yeah, it's very fun. My dad told me about it, so I will be watching that this weekend. And, of course, you can also ca- uh, catch me in Disney Minus Off Weeks doing Kingdom Hearts where Steven is dragging me, kicking and screaming, through every Kingdom Hearts game ever made. Hey. Um, as long as Craig isn't a bitch, we should be able to actually do a new episode next week. Wonderful. Yeah. What's the next movie? What are you inflicting on us this time, Kat? So you promise so, us or are you giving time. us a treat? Well, no, this one is going to be good. Okay. Um, so I was looking... I was looking over the Disney list. Yeah, no, the horror isn't going to be inflicted until I'm actually gone for the holidays. Uh, of course. Um, but no, today I was looking over Disney movies and I thought, you know what? Something with like a good love story would be good. So, like, we're going to actually movies. be looking at a Disney movie that actually has Bette Midler and Cheech Marin as a couple. Huh. And, uh, you know, a couple other big names like uh, Billy Joel. Oh, it's Oliver and Company. Uh-huh. And uh, seeing Oliver and Company. Okay. Why should I worry? Right? I feel like I watched All that, right, like, yeah, cool. forever ago on probably VHS from Blockbuster. I'm like, I'm not going to lie at the front. It I've... still tugs at my heart because my first two kitties that I owned were rescues. So, like, at the beginning when Oliver is, like, left alone in a box, it hurts me. Oh. But after that, then I'm like, then you've got all, like, the fucking awesome dogs. You got Fagin. You got... Honestly, one of the earliest examples of like a brutal Disney death because you have two dogs getting electrocuted on train tracks. Okay. Damn. Right. All right. I've never actually seen Oliver and Company, so I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this. It's good. It's got good music. I mean, come on. It's got Billy Joel as a speaking and singing role. Ah. Uh, Ruth Pointer from the Pointer Sisters. She is only a singing voice. She is Rita. The female dog of the group, but she gets her own like musical number, and it's actually a banger. Cool, nice. Well, all right, next time, hitting the streets with Oliver and company. But for now, remember, uh, do everything you can <laughs> to gain knowledge of your future timeline, to game the system, and make yourself rich. Uh, and also, fuck yes, Disney. fuck um, Disney, fuck Disney. Let it go Let it roll right off your shoulder Don't you know The hardest part is over Let it